The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And since it's Friday, you know what that means. It's time for the world famous, critically acclaimed Duff McKagan joke of the week. It's Jericho. Duff McKagan calling you. How's it going out there? Uh, you know, uh, I just found this out. You know what you call a, uh, a dog that can perform magic? Yeah. A labracadabador. Thank you very much. Goodbye. I like that one. My wife said that was the worst one yet, but I think that's pretty funny. A labracadabrador. Uh, Duff always delivers the goods. Uh, whether you laugh or not, he always delivers jokes and the laughs for us uh, every Friday. Thanks to Duff. And thanks to the Winnipeggers for also providing laughs every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on my Facebook page and YouTube channel. These are short and sweet, 30 minutes, but we'll leave you laughing, I promise. Spewey and Ribo and I going over our uh, lifetime friendship this week. I believe it's uh, Heroic Moments. Next week, it's high school fights. So come join us. Have some fun. And, of course, don't forget the Saturday special returning tomorrow night for a special late-night edition after the AW All Out pay-per-view. So watch All Out and then come hang out with me and talk all about it on the Saturday special. The return live this Saturday night on Facebook Live and my YouTube channel right after AEW All Out. All right, speaking of AEW and All Out, I got Eddie Kingston coming up. He's going to be competing in the Casino Battle Royal tomorrow at All Out. He's also had a hell of a match challenging Cody for the TNT title that got him his job here in AEW. And while he didn't get the title, once again, he got a contract. So Eddie's telling that story and the circumstances surrounding his challenge to Cody. Eddie's a great talker. He cuts awesome promos. He's going to tell us what inspires that. He's had quite the career on the indies as well. Spent time with Impact Wrestling, Chikara, NWA. He wrestled in the UK in fact, he was in England when the pandemic first hit in March, and Eddie talks about what it was like to get home to Florida as the borders were closing and flights were being canceled. It's a crazy story involving a $200 Uber ride. So much more to talk about. We're going to turn the microphone over to Eddie Kingston, making his Talk is Jericho debut now. So I've coming up on my 30th anniversary of being in wrestling and i wrestle in aw i wrestle every week i've been around the world and i pretty much know almost everybody the one guy i did not know is eddie kingston and it's funny you're probably gonna laugh at me at this when cody was first telling about who he's bringing next week when he said eddie kingston the first name that popped in my mind was eddie edwards i'm like well that's not eddie edwards who's eddie kingston yeah, I'm better than Eddie Edwards. You're, you heard me, Eddie, because you're a Boston fan, and Boston's horrible. <laughs> but what I heard is like this guy's been doing this for a long time, and mm-hmm. he's a great talker. And then, of course, saw your match, love the promo, love the match, and here you are, you know, rewarded slash given what you deserve a contract here in AEW. <laughs> yeah, a little crazy. So, I mean, the best way that whenever this happens. I like to just find out, like, dude, where you been all my life? Like, <laughs> we've we've had a great rapport, and you, yeah, you know, you're one of those guys right away. It's like this guy's a cool fucking dude. Man. I just like to bust balls, man. I like to be a knock around guy. That's the way I was raised in New York to be, just a knock around guy. I was grew up in a union family, so you have to be able to talk to people and shuck and jive, as they would say. Especially you know in I mean? this job, too. Yeah, yeah. But but you know what I notice is that it's funny because. It's a kind of a newer generation of guys, so they yeah. don't do that as much. No, they rather 
no offense to video games, yeah. but they rather do that. And I get it. I get it's a different generation, but how are you going to get to know somebody? Right. How are you going to get to know if you can trust that person in the ring? You and know he, I mean? and even just talking to them at first, I remember when I first met like you know Jungle Boy. Like if you start busting <laughs> his balls, he kind of feels almost like you hurt his feelings or something. <laughs> And then you get used to them. Meanwhile, there's guys like you or me or, or Luther or Cody yeah. or guys that have been around. And that's you, I think the first thing we ever met, we're busting each other's yeah, balls the yeah. next week. Pause. We'll leave Pause. that Pause. Yeah, there, there's that. <laughs> but but at that, so that tells me that, then, and obviously you have been around for a long time, but mm-hmm. even that attitude yeah. shows me that you've been in the game for a long time. Yeah, because like I, I learned, like I said, from my family, but also my first year wrestling, I was traveling from Pennsylvania to Indiana you know, once a month to wrestle two shows for Ian Rotten mm. and IWA Mid-South. And Tracy Smothers was there. Right. And he taught me so much. And Tracy was the guy like, yeah, be yourself, bust balls, have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Tracy did a lot for my career. I just want to put him over as much as I can. Well, let me let me piggyback on you. Tracy was also very, not instrumental, but very early in my career, I was in Smoky Mountain yep. with Tracy. And as much as, you know, there was politics and, you know, this other thing, Tracy was always kind of apolitical. Yeah. And he still gave me some great matches, uh, some great lines to this day. Where I was like, you know, we'll start slow and taper off from there. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I wrestled him, same thing. Yeah. Same yeah. Thing. Just like a, a, a super cool guy that, you yeah. know, he'd been around. So when you get in that position as a young guy, he's somebody that you feel comfortable and like, yeah. I can actually talk to this guy. Yeah. And like he carried me and my old tag partner and in matches and. One thing I didn't do to him, because I was told not to call him an old man, yeah. but we're in the middle of the ring, and he's calling stuff to me, and he goes, call me an old man. And I went, absolutely not. I won't do it. Spit on me. Call me an old man. I said, I'll spit on you, but I'm not calling you an old man. Because then I did do it, and he gave me that, what is it, backhand yeah. thing? My ear was like, boom. I said, oh, that's why he wanted to do it. He got a little, I saw him like headbutt a wall once because he was so angry at something. <laughs> he punched one of those big steel bars in the middle of the room, and he's like, I should have done that, but this uh, yeah. you know? <laughs> tracy's a character man i wish they would do a show on him well right yeah right well let's before we go back to, to the tracy days for example tell us a little bit more about how you came into aw like how did you get the call to do that match in the first place? oh okay well uh the pandemic hit mm-hmm. i was in the uk doing a tour so i got when i got home uh all my uk money was gone because i had to pay bills I, I got a house in florida all this stuff and I just uh, finally got an indie show, and I was going to the indie show, and I was mad. I was mad that I had to sell my gear. I was Hold mad. On. Well, you had to sell your gear. You had to pay my mortgage. Wow. Yeah, and I had to sell my boots and, you know, old 8 by 10s I never do that. I had shirts made. I never do that, selling. So, so, so just as, as an independent guy, and I've talked to a few, a few mm-hmm. of the boys, that's something that must have really kind of scared you when the pandemic happened and you see all these bookings evaporate because you were very yeah. popular on the indie scene. I, I don't like putting myself over, no, to be honest. You're busy. Yeah, I was busy, yes. Right. Yes, I was very busy. And when that hit, I was like, wow, this is how it ends. This is how my career ends because of the pandemic. Mm. And I was like, man, I, and the only reason why I'm still wrestling is for my nephew. Because I want my nephew to one day go to school and be like, my uncle's a pro wrestler. Mm. Some little idiot kid goes no he's not pulls out his phone and there i am Mm -hmm. like that's what i want and i was like wow this is how it ends oh wow and uh i had a chance to cut a promo at an indie show and i just went off and i was uh i called out zach saber jr because i was supposed to wrestle him in england and i always want to get in the ring with him he's Uh, great yeah i love him love the guy i still want to beat his ass but i love him (laughs) then i called out nick aldis because at the time i was working for nwa Mm. and to me I think a lot of guys don't say this enough. The reason why we're in this business is to be a champion. Right. We didn't get in this business to be the opener. It should be the or, reason you're in the business. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to be a top guy. No offense to Mox. No offense to you. I, that's what I'm working towards. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm not working towards that, then what's the point of being it, That's being exactly right. So I called out the NWA World's Champion, blah, blah, blah. Then I was like, you know what? For shits and giggles, let me call out Cody because he's just doing this um, open challenge thing. I was like, yeah, okay. And I just went off and just started going, you know, you talk about an open challenge. You're not facing men. You're facing signed talent that aren't going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? And then, you know, I'm friends with the Bucks and Kenny. So I was like, you know what, let me throw a little dig. <laughs> just, just, just for fun, you know what I mean? Nothing serious. And uh, I was like, oh, by the way, the guys that you run the company with like me better than you. <laughs> just to joke around, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
and people believed it and out of nowhere people were tweeting it and then hashtagging face eddie or whatever it was and i was like what is what is i'm not very good at twitter mm -hmm. i was just like what is this and then i got a phone call from a qt marshall and he goes you want to wrestle cody i said yeah why not that was it i took it as another booking because i didn't see it as oh i'm gonna go in there and they're gonna be wowed by me and sign me or whatever i was like look i'll go in there do my best do my job and go home Get a little TV time at the very yeah. least. Yeah. Next thing you know, when the indies start back up, that's what I was thinking. Right. Jacking up my price. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to give Cody credit, man. He was so giving. You know what I mean? If He didn't have to do what he did in that match with me. He could have went in there and been like, you know what? You like to talk shit, kid? We're going three minutes. I'm beating you. I would have been like, okay, because mm -hmm. that would have been my job. I'm mm -hmm. not going to fight it. All right, man, whatever you want to do. But he went out there and he worked with me and... Well, we he beat was, each other up. He was very excited too, because like I said, and this was not coming from a, a snobby standpoint. So I just, I, I, why have I not heard of Eddie Kingston? And he, you was, were busy with the rock and roll lifestyle, <laughs> brother. I don't blame you. Come on. I think I said I was too busy working on top. top brother. That's what you were saying, yeah. <laughs> and I just said I have no comeback for this. I'm gonna let him walk by. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. No, but he, he was saying like I think people are gonna really be excited about this, and I was like, well, f it, dude. Like as we were talking, not that I have any input when it goes on the show, but we're gonna start off as a surprise. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, if you think it's going to be that way, then, then he's going to start with a promo. Yeah, yeah, that was that was his idea, the promo, because he hit me up and said, hey, what music or graphics do you want? I go, why? I'm not signed. I'm mm -hmm. coming from the outside. Why would there be a promo package in music for me? And he was like, how about you come out cutting a promo? I said, okay. Mm, good idea. And, good, yeah. point. good point. And I just, went, I just went to him. I said, hey, don't take offense to anything I say. Because I have to break it down to people sometimes. I go, whatever I say about myself is a shoot. So I can put myself in the mindset that it's real. Mm -hmm. And whatever I say to you, is, it's all the work. Mm -hmm. I don't want, sometimes, I'm not going to lie, sometimes people get sensitive when I say stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm like, come on. Mm -hmm. We're working. This is not, come on. Right. If you want to go outside and do something about it, okay, <laughs> you know. You may beat my ass, but I'm a grown man. I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to back down. So... But 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 as a as an antagonist, mm. that's kind of your job. Yeah, I mean the, the best promos are you put the guy over, but then you bury him at the same. As well, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And like, I also knew what we were doing in the match, so I said, "Oh, let me let me add things like, oh, you're not going to outgrind me." I knew he's going through tax. I knew I'm going to tap out. So, okay, he outgrinded me. So, he uh, won up the heel or whatever. Mm -hmm, so I was mm -hmm. like, "Oh, let me do that. Let me say that stuff." And then the shoot part was that I grew up with alcoholics and junkies. You know what I mean? And that resonated with a lot of people. I didn't know that. What was the line that you said? Uh, I said, you grew up with one of oh, supposed superstars like Arne, well, used to be superstars like Arne Anderson. I grew up with junkies and alcoholics. Mm -hmm. You couldn't last a day in my shoes. Right, right. You know, right, and, I, yeah. and I did. You know what I mean? I felt kind of bad. I had to call up certain family members and be like, hey, man, I'm going to say this thing. <laughs> and uh, it was funny. They showed it in... One of my uncles, uh, one of my family members <laughs> showed it to someone in AA and they were like, well, he's not lying. Mm -hmm. And they started just laughing, having a good time. So that was the whole point. It was, it's all part of story. So that's all it is, you know, from the promo to the match to the after. Like I made sure they shot me selling, but not selling like, oh, no, I lost selling like I was so close. But that that's what I really and that once again that showed your experience. Yeah. That, that's that's a layer of of selling, acting, yeah, emoting. You, you were pissed off at yourself. Yeah, you, you were skating down the ice in overtime and you missed the. Fucking yeah, there net. you go. Yeah, and you know you're never gonna get another chance. Never again. get another yeah. chance, and that's why I asked him if I could cut a promo after, because I wanted to show how mad I was. You know what I mean? Or how distraught I was because the TNT title meant so much to me. Because I grew up watching wrestling where all the titles meant something. Mm -hmm. Because the guys would, that's all they wanted was that championship. Or like Flair would say, this is the greatest championship in the world. And then go to WWF at the time and say, this is the top championship. Right. But you still put it over. Sure. And uh, that's what I grew up on. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure that, okay, Cody, my job. Cody gets over as a tough guy. But now the championship also, I got to get that over. Mm -hmm. It's not about me. I'll just talk or go home. Mm -hmm. I did my job, I'll go home. And that's the way I looked at it. You know what I mean? I wasn't looking for a job. I was just happy for the opportunity. I was happy for the money to come in. 
so I can, you know, put it towards my bills for another for another month or whatever. Yeah. No. Are, do you have a? Uh, are you married or kids? No, no, okay. no. No woman wants to marry me, and I don't. I don't blame them. I'm a little bit of a nut job. I don't blame them at all. But still, when you're forced to have to sell your gear just to stay mm. alive on your own, that yeah. shows just how dire the situation was. Yeah, and I didn't want to leave wrestling. Yeah. Not after I met my nephew. I was mm-hmm. not going to leave wrestling. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So when you talk about the match and, and like, for example, the tax, I mean, I'm sure that's a Cody idea or where did that come uh, from? Just uh, Cody mentioned it and I said, okay, yeah, I'll do it because I've gone through them before. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, I want to. And that's when, for me, the promo kicked in my head right there and then. Okay. If you want to take them, fine, bro. You know, they're not bad, but they do <laughs> suck. So, but then the promo came in my head, you know what I mean? And I, I'm appreciative of Cody because he wanted to do something different. Well, that's what we do here, though. We, everybody here, like, I just came up with some ideas for the next few weeks, like I said, next few months, plugging a couple guys that, that haven't been in that spot yet, but they're on yeah. the roster. They're here. We want everyone to be a star, and whether you come from the outside or not, he he brought you in, yeah. and you were here for a reason, and, you know, you weren't here for a job, but deep down inside, like, you never know what's going to oh, happen. Oh, yeah, no, that was always in the back of sure. my mind, but I also was setting myself up just in case. not to get disappointed, yeah. you know what I mean? Like. And like you said, everybody here is trying to help everybody. That takes me off guard. Mm. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not used to that. Like I told you when you took it. So funny story, folks. Chris Jericho texts me, tells me, hey, man, Baba Bye gave me good advice. I appreciate it. Then I'm sitting there looking at my phone, and I go, okay, that's cool. But what the f*** does he want? And I remember telling you that, and you were like, gee, there it is. There's the veteran in you. I was like, yeah, when's, the, when's the burial coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When, yeah. when is he going to bury me to Tony and say, I don't know about that kid. Well, and the thing is, like, I, I don't know why I, I decided to text you, but I remember watching and, and just thinking, like, I appreciate, you. you know, the work that you did. And like I said, the fact that I that I hadn't seen you before, right away, you know, this guy is doing Thank this you. for the right reasons. Thank you. And you know what got me mad? I saw on, I try not to go on social media. Right. And all that stuff, because that energy, I don't want to waste my energy yes. on that shit. Also, I got to try to lose the belly more, so I'm trying to go more to the gym. But... When people were like, oh, Chris Jericho didn't know who Eddie Kingston was. I was like, why should he? Well, and that's yeah, not, in my opinion, why should well, he? The thing, is, the thing is to me, it's not a cut down because it's, it's, I, I'm mm-hmm. not like a, a, I don't watch every wrestling show. But the point is, that's neither here nor there. As soon as I see this guy, it's like, this guy's legit. Thank you. Because he talks like it's hard. It's not easy to be a great talker. No, no, it's, it's not. not no. And it's, it's it, I'll go one step further. It's actually kind of rare to see a great talker. Nowadays, and, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what, when I saw that and then see your match, because the thing I really liked about the match is you guys, like you mentioned, you beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah. And that was great because in our company, there's a lot of finesse. There's a lot of yeah. amazing athletes. All guys like me and you have is we better be intense with what we're doing. Yeah, because I, I tell people when they bury the style mm-hmm. that a lot of guys do, I go, look, I don't bury it because I can't do it. Right. If I could do it better than them, I'll bury it all day. Right. But what can you do that yeah. they can't do? Let me yeah. be intense and look like a... F- Street yeah. fighter. And I was also, you know, brought, uh, I was able to learn from guys like Tracy and others. Story. Story. It doesn't matter what you do. Story. Right. If it doesn't make sense, it's not going to make money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. And, and that, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I just, every time I do a match, I always think about what's the story? What am I going to get out of the, my opponent? It's mm-hmm. never about me. And I hope my opponent also wants to do it for me as well. But sometimes they don't. No, uh, but, so then but, you beat him up. <laughs> you know that. Come on, like you haven't beat up some young guys. Stop. Come on. The idea at this level is we both work together to put each other yeah, over, right? Yeah. So were you surprised, uh, happy, uh, excited about the re- the response that you got from that match? I couldn't believe it because it was over the top. Yeah, huge. I did not. Uh, I didn't understand it, and it and it, it blew my mind because I didn't know that many people even cared. You know what I mean? 
And I was just doing this out of the love of it because take you back, I was iron working in New York. I was 19. And I saw all these older guys like in their 60s and 70s who shouldn't be working. But you knew they blew their pension on something. They're sitting there drinking on the job, coughing up a lung, spitting up blood. And I'm like, there has to be something more to life than this. And I've always loved pro wrestling. Mm. Uh, people say that all the time. But like, I'm a hyper kid, or I was a hyper kid. And the only way my poor, beautiful Puerto Rican mother can keep me sit down and shut up was to put on wrestling. <laughs> that was the only way. And because of her, I got to see Eddie Gilbert on a Memphis tape that she grabbed that, yeah, I'm, I'm dating myself from a Video Visions, not even a Blockbuster, <laughs> a, a corner store. And I remember seeing Eddie Gilbert and going, oh, I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. So he was my first inspiration. What was it about Eddie that you, that you loved? The way he was just such an asshole. Yeah. You know? yeah. And he just, first off, his name. I'm a young kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, Eddie, Eddie. Yeah. But then as time went on, I was like, God, he's just, he captivated me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everything he said. And then I would, you know, during tape trading days, before YouTube, folks, <laughs> where you had to wait months for your tape That's to come in. Get and your then, catalog with all the... Uh, yep, and then you hope and pray to God you don't have to mess with the tracking too much. <laughs> you know? The tracking. I oh, my God. Years. And then it's right in the middle of the screen, and you're like, Jesus. Just but, in case anyone... So you have a VHS, oh, and wow, you would yeah. get a, a tape, like you said, that might be two or three generations old. So you'd put that in, and you'd have a little button that's tracking. It was a dial mm-hmm. that would help with the static. If there was lines running through, and if you went to the right or left... If you were lucky, it would go away. Yes. Or it would get really bad. It would get the two. worse. One of, yeah. yeah, but you, yeah. you may do. Yeah. You may do with it. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in years. Oh, man. <laughs> I still think about it because I still have some of my tapes. Right? Still to this day. Yeah, yeah, I won't let them go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then I saw Eddie Gilbert cut a promo on tape uh, about Jerry Lawler after Jerry Lawler uh, burnt him. And I was stuck. Mm. I was just captivated. He, he ripped off the bandage. He had, like, the, with fire the, in the, the fake eyes. fire yeah, bruise yeah, yeah. and... Just him laughing into the camera. I was like, oh, man, this is great, you know? (laughs) And uh, that's what got me into wrestling, and that's why I loved it ever since, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then that's like selling my stuff wasn't a big deal because I just love this. I want to do this. You you did not want to stop, and you're going to die. I was going to try. Look, I'll go. Look, I tell people all the time I'd rather, and they think it's like a tough guy line. It's not. It's what my father taught me. I'd rather... I'd rather die broke and standing on my feet than living on my knees and die rich. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I love to do, thing, yeah. and that's it. There's no freaking bank job or warehouse no, job or whatever no, for you. No, I would have sold the house. I would have lived in a cardboard box. <laughs> I would have done what I had to do just to do this. So, But you did do what you had to do to get mm-hmm. the call to come here. So you get this great reaction from the match, and then how, how do you get the call that, like, hey, man, we're going to... Uh, Christopher Daniels uh, hit me I, again. Just to let everyone know, I know almost everybody in You've this been company. Working for yeah, with all these guys, all yeah. these guys from multiple years. Yeah, uh, he calls me up. He goes, "Hey man, we want to bring you back." Blah blah blah. I said, "Yeah, sure." Again, just the booking mm-hmm. at the time. I'm thinking, I come in, I, I get a call from the competition. Uh, I talk to the. Of course you do, right? Yeah. 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 After you were on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, to be honest, to them, uh, you know what I mean. They were trying to get me to coach. Gotcha. For years. You, you, okay, gotcha. Yeah. But my thing was, and I told them, I said, I can't collect a paycheck if I didn't earn it. You don't want, yeah. And they were like, what do you mean? I, and my thing was, I was going to go in there, coach, be bitter and angry about coaching. Right. Not getting a shot. And these guys who don't, they love wrestling now because they're at the performance center. No offense to them. No getting paid. Yeah. It's great when you have it under contract you yeah. know, in your first year. Or but when you're on the road getting paid hot dogs and soda, <laughs> you know. But uh, I would have I been so bitter and angry, I wouldn't have done a good job, and I would have been detrimental to those kids. Mm-hmm. So I was like, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then, so anyway, they now they were talking about other things besides coaching. And, uh, yeah, I had to weigh my options, and uh, I came here. And I told uh, a couple of people, hey, look, competition hit me up. Just letting you know. I'm not begging for a job. Yeah, that's what you do, though. You just, tell yeah, yeah, just letting you know. It's very hard for me to play this supposed wrestling game. Political game, right. It's very, very hard for me. Mm-hmm. To the point where, side story, to the point where Homicide, who's my mentor, I called him up one time. And I was like, man, I feel dirty. I feel like I was playing the game. I want to throw up. And he was like, what would you do? And I told him. And he said, shut up. Mm-hmm. Just go do your thing. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man, I just said that to them. And then uh, 
Next thing you know, Christopher Daniels goes, hey, here's a contract. I said, excuse me? <laughs> he says, here's a contract. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to read it over, but <laughs> let, me, let me digest this real quick. After 18 years of busting my ass, loving this, seeing guys who I helped make it, and that's fine. Like, but, you know, this, let's be honest. There's always a little bit of hatred there. Like, yeah, I, hel- I helped these motherfuckers. Now they're in WWE or AEW, and I'm still stuck here. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. You know, you're happy for them, but there's still a feeling there because it's competition. Yeah. Yeah, I was just blown away. I was blown away by the reaction. I didn't deal with the reaction until last week. Hmm. Where in front of the, my lady friend, <laughs> uh, I broke down crying. And she's like, why are you crying? I was like, I can't believe this. Mm. And she's like, oh, this is old. I go, yeah, I just never dealt with it. You know what I mean? And I broke down crying, and then I went, okay, enough. Yeah. I was like, now it's time to go to work. It's time to make AEW money. It's time to be a top star, whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's time to go. Yeah. And that's it. You know what's great is that, um, like I was telling you earlier, I always write stuff far in advance. Yeah. And I was looking for something for to kind of take up some weeks to lead to this Mimosa Mayhem match. And my idea for, <laughs> the, the name. for the week before was to have, you know, I call a bounty hunter in to beat up Orange Cassidy to soften him <laughs> up for me. And the idea was Eddie Kingston. And when yeah, I told I Tony that, that, he's like, yeah, well, we just signed him. I'm like, oh, okay, well... Um, well then, let's not use that because I might use like, like I didn't think they were going to have you around for two, yeah. three, four weeks because yeah. it's you know it's 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 this week as we as we record this, and I was like, well, that's great. Like it's my plans. What am I going to do? <laughs> he got signed. Wait a minute! Don't sign him yet. Yeah, 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 No, but but the point is, I mean, that and that, here's another thing. I mentioned Luther earlier. I love these types of stories where where Luther got signed after yeah. thirty years of never oh, having a national contract, yeah. eighteen years, and this is not from anything other than. Not from lack of ability, not from lack of effort, not from passion, desire. Just for some reason. Oh, it, I can t- I can tell you the reason. Tell us the reason. I, I was fat. Oh wow. God, I was fat. I was two hundred and ninety pounds. Really? Yeah. Maybe that's why I don't recognize you. Yeah, you lost was, a lot of weight. Now I go from two thirty to two forty. That's but my. You were two ninety. I was two ninety. I got a call to go to Japan, which was the original goal for me to go wrestle for uh, Osaka Pro. Okay. In two thousand eleven. Right. And I said, I'm not going there and embarrassing myself. Just lost the weight, started working out more, all that stuff. You know what I mean? So I just fluctuated that and my mouth, my big mouth. Big mouth behind the scenes? Behind the scenes, yeah. Hmm. There were moments where I should have shut up, but I didn't. Give us some examples of that. Not to name names, but I've told plenty of promoters, f*** you. Hmm. Where the f*** my money? Mm -hmm. Um, I talk shit about guys right to their face. Mm. And they're like, what do you do? Uh, especially early in my career. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, man, he has indie cred. And I was like, fuck out of here, indie cred. <laughs> Come see me in the f- parking lot. Let's go. Right. And they're like, no, he'll bury you to so-and-so. I was like, go ahead. Yeah. And they did. And they did. And then next thing you know. You learn the hard way. Yes. But one thing I am very proud of, I didn't change who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still me. So what you see right now, Chris, has been me my whole life. Mm-hmm. Santana and Ortiz, that's why they mess with me all the time. They're like, yo, you never change. I go, what? But the thing is, as you get older, you realize you don't have to change, but you also realize, hey, Dick, sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah. just tone it down a bit. You know? a, that, that to me is called maturity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely that's matured right. more. You yeah. know what I mean? And I also learned where to put my energy, where not to put my mm. energy. And that all started because of the pandemic. Because I was sitting there like something got to change. If with me personally. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a close friend of mine, I think you know him, Loki, yeah. called me up and was like, Eddie, you, you take your energy and you put it towards negative things. Mm. He goes, for as many, and me and him are close, he goes, for as many years as I've known you, you always put your energy towards negative stuff. Mm. You've never put it towards you. You never put it towards the gym. You never put it towards Muay Thai, which I do. Nothing. Your energy always went to something negative. He goes, stop. And like, something just clicked in my head. And mm. I just stop. Like today, if something happens today where guys are arguing and yelling, I'm like, eh, I don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. It's not my business. Right. Now, back in the day, I'd be like, yo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But Loki's a guy who's been very set in his ways, to the, which might have been a detriment to his career in <laughs> yeah. a lot of ways, too. Right? I love him. I love him to death. Yeah. He's one of my closest friends, man. He reminds me a lot like a modern day version of Sabu. Yeah. Very talented, but very stuck, and I don't give a shit what anybody wants yeah, no, to do it my way. He does not care. Yeah. He does not care. And 
me and Homicide try our best to mm-hmm. be like, nah, man, try it. Nope. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's you. you so I mean? did you you worked in Impact or TNA? Uh, yeah, I worked in Impact. That's one of the reasons why uh, one of the, yeah, my mouth got me in trouble the first time. Okay, was, yeah. was, it, was, it, was it with Dixie? Was in uh, I was with, uh, Dick, well, I got Dixie money, as I called it. So what happened was, let's go with the story. I got a tryout with WWF E, and then uh, two days later, I signed with Impact. I was like, look, man, I'm not waiting six to eight weeks. Is that what they want you to yeah. do? Yeah. To make their decision? Yeah. Gotcha. I said, I'm not waiting that long. You already know if you want me or not. Right. You know? Yeah, right. Right and, off the bat. And yeah. they were like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to take this money and go. I was with a girl. Uh, I'm not going to bury her, folks, but I was with a girl, and she wanted a house really bad. So I signed with Impact. Uh, something went down. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep into it because, you know, people who need to know know. Me defending my woman, I went off, and instead of people fighting me, they do what they do, which is they f- with, my, uh, with my money, and basically just didn't book me, wouldn't let me out of my contract. Oh, so this is somebody in the office, you're yeah. like, oh, I got gotcha. But you know what? I had it coming, right? because how am I going to go on a, <laughs> yeah. say, hey, motherfucker, so how dare you hire XYZ if I go there, I'm him up and whoever hired him right. and they're like oh really <laughs> okay yeah so i went in ready to go uh shane helms love him to death yeah. he just goes hey eddie calm down let's try to talk this out and uh jeff jarrett was there at the time in charge me and jeff are good now and uh, i just jeff said something that kind of triggered me and i just went to jeff and i go i want my release and i walked away <laughs> and shane helms was like what you know, <laughs> Homicide was there because Santana and Ortiz, actually, that was their debut. You guys were like all the LAX. The yeah. Or was it these original LAX? Uh, Homicide's original LAX with uh, Hernandez. Hernandez, right. Yeah. So he was there with Santana and Ortiz, introducing them as the new LAX. Gotcha. And it was their first day, and they loved this story. So it was their first day, and I didn't see them yet, and I had the discussion with Jeff. And I go walking by, and I'm pissed up, full of piss and vinegar. And they were like, yo, Eddie, what's up? I said, yo, not now. And I just kept walking. And they were like, yo, it's our first day. It's our first day. But then, you know, I apologized. I was told to apologize. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to. And then, you know, they did what they did. And I don't blame them, though. Keep you at home and don't use it. Yeah, your, uh... yeah, I don't blame them. Because if, yeah. if I was in control and yeah, somebody it... acted up, I would do that. I'd be like, well, you know what? We're going to starve him out. Especially if you say, I want my <laughs> release. Yeah. Uh, sure. Anything you want, sir. Like, yeah. doesn't really work. No, it doesn't. Way, no. Right? And uh, me and Jeff are good now because I, I tell people I'm not a vindictive person anymore. Right. But like Jeff went through some problems and I remember hitting him up going, hey, man, are you OK? Because I was thinking about his kids. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about it. He had, his, he had to go rehab and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about his kids because like someone can Google your name now. Yeah. And next, you know, again, you have that bully in school. Hey, right. your dad had to go to rehab. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks. Mm-hmm. So that's how me and Jeff became cool again. I just hit him up. Like, I was legit concerned. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't hold. I'm a grown man. Right. I don't need to hold shit anymore, you know? Right. So what what was kind of your uh, your experiences with WWE besides, like, did, you said you had a try. Was that the only time? It, it, was there any other times when you? No, that was it. Just yeah. one tryout. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Again, because I was fat. I was fat, and I talked all this shit and did what I wanted. And uh, just had to try out. And William Regal, great guy to me. You know what I mean? I think he was always trying to get me there. Mm-hmm. But again, I just I made my own choices. And again, it, I needed money. I needed to get my ex at the time a house so she can shut up. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> and then, God bless her, though. I wish her all the best. Yeah. Um, no, for real, I do. But yeah, so she wanted the house. So I was like, man, I got to get this money quick. Because I was raised... By my mother and father, they stay together. And I don't think my father would mind if I said this. Uh, my father's a recovering alcoholic. He came home one day. My mother said, you drink again, I'm leaving you. He has not had one drink since. Mm. And I'm like, no Admirable, way. Admirable, yeah. Yeah, I was like, no way. No way. You had to relapse. Nope. Mm. 40 plus years. Wow. Sober. And I said, oh, so that's what a man does for his wife. So, okay. So when I'm with a girl, I do the same thing. So she wanted mm. a house. Okay, I'll get you. your house, yeah. I'll do what I have to do. Right. You know? Right. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So what was it like for you then? Uh, were you working, like, where were kind of your home territories? Uh... Cara, that's where I was trained at. Uh, Mike Quackenbush, right, 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 right. Uh, Reckless Youth for a Day. <laughs> uh, Chris Hero, uh, me and him do not get along. Okay. But he was uh, one of the trainers. And then Claudio came in. Well, he wasn't that's training a, me, but he was here. Pretty pretty good roster, pretty good pedigree. Yeah, a there. lot of guys here Yeah, yeah. are uh, from there, yeah. Now, explain what Chikara was or is or whatever it is. Is, is it kind of... It's, it's not, lucha and Japanese-influenced, like... Michinoku Pro. Okay, well, it's kind of goofy at times. Yes, yeah. kind of goofy at times, yeah. and then here I come, <laughs> just serious, no mask, just beating people up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Quack likes to put things in comics. Mm -hmm. So the way he explained me to Chikara World was, I was the Punisher. Mm -hmm. Well, everyone else is the mask and all this. Here I am. I'm mm -hmm. coming in, just trying to kick somebody's ass. Mm -hmm. I was like, Yeah, sure, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. You know, again, a lot of things I just take because I just want to wrestle. Right. And then I make it my own. Right. And then that's it. it you like it or you don't. Like, what so can I do? Is your character like that we're seeing now in AW pretty much the character you've had your my whole, whole career? Life. Yeah. It's uh, Eddie Kingston is me at 17. Turned mm. up a thousand notches. That's it. And those are the best characters, the best well, gimmicks. I heard from two guys who you beat. Huh? Let's get that over. Two guys you beat, Rock and Austin. <laughs> Same night, by the way. I got you, bro. I got you. I'm going to do that for you. Steve was here like, Jay's, you're still hanging your hat on that bullshit. And I would look right at Steve and go, bro, I would. You know? Right. I would be selling books, too, and everything off, just off that. But uh, T-shirts, too, now? Everything. Yeah. That's a good idea. I should do that. There you go. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll cut you in. <laughs> well, Satana and Ortiz still haven't cut me in on their thing. 10% boys. Anyway. Yeah, I saw an interview with Steve Austin Rock, and they said, oh, yeah, this, this is just me turned up. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, that always stuck with me. And I said, okay, well, the guy like Steve Austin, who made unbelievable amount of money and saved the company. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, so I'm going to do that. That's the way I looked at it. Mm -hmm. like, so Eddie, perfect sense. Yeah, Eddie Kingston to me, Eddie Kingston is me at 17, turned up a thousand notches. Mm -hmm. That's it. At 17, I was, I was, you know, I was doing my thing. <laughs> I was getting in trouble and... Being sneaky. Being mouthy. And yeah, mouthy, sneaky. fighting every five minutes if I could. You know, I was just an angry kid growing up. So tell us about Santana Ortiz. You've referenced them a few times. Did you kind of help them get in the business? or? Oh, no, no. I met the. They got brought into the business by someone they probably don't want me to mention, so gotcha. I won't. But you you took took them early on? We, not, not, well, yeah. I've met them through the years, and they're New York guys. New Yorkers stick together. It's a weird thing. Mm -hmm. We just do. And uh, Homicide, who was a, a mentor for all of New York. He's my mentor and then became mentors to those two. And because of that, I was like, oh, okay, you're family. Mm -hmm. So I just helped them. And then we went to my second run in Impact, where it was old LAX, me, Homicide, Hernandez, against new LAX, Ortiz, Santana, and Conan. Mm. And I uh, just helped them, talked mm -hmm. to them, you know what I mean? Just They're like, Eddie, what do you think about this? What do you think? You know, that, that wasn't nothing crazy. And we just stayed friends, you know, and they would hit me up. They would hit me up about their AEW matches. Oh, what'd you think? I didn't watch. <laughs> but then 10 minutes later, I would go, all right, guys, this is what I saw. <laughs> Did they like what I always said? No. But that's good, though. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to them. Yeah. I'm not going to sit there and go, that match was great. Yeah, when pe People don't need to hear what they want to hear. They need to hear what they need to hear. And that's what I've also noticed with a lot of younger guys. Mm -hmm. They'll ask you. Like about the match or something, then they'd be like, "Hey, but did you see this?" I'd be like, "No, I don't mm -hmm. care about that. Mm -hmm. I care about this sucked, that sucked, this sucked. Improved on this. That's mm -hmm. it. They want to hear how good they did." Did you ever uh, go to Mexico through Conan at all? No, I went to Mexico uh, maybe my second year in gotcha. at some little crappy indie. Okay, and you never actually stayed there. No, yeah, like got thirty dollars, I think. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. So no, yeah, no, I've been. Mexico, Germany, uh, France, the UK, like oh, Canada, all that stuff. So you mentioned UK. Were you there for an extended period of time? Yeah, I was there for a three-month tour starting in January. So tell us. Oh, so really? Just before? Just before the pandemic, yeah. So when did you get home from that? Uh, the day 
Trump said that they weren't letting nobody back in. Like March. March something, like 8th, 9th, something like that. Okay, so let's talk about this. This is very interesting to me. So you go over to England, and obviously you've been around the world, and you go there in January. This is Mm -hmm. when there was just this little rumblings of Oh, yeah. It was the uh, whatever disease they said it was. Like It was not coming to over here. Nothing. SARS. Two or whatever. So, so, so you went there. So, before we get into that, so you go to England for three months, mm-hmm. and how does that work? Do you have a house, or are you just living? Oh, I'm, I was staying in a house in Wolverhampton uh-huh. with my boy Baz and uh, uh, my little cupcake. I call him my little homegirl, Charlie Evans. Mm. And yeah, just do. I was wrestling every day, almost every day. Every day, it was great. It's what I wanted. Do you do, do you like uh, meet up with a couple of people and ride in a car? You go yeah, in a meet van up or? with guys like uh, Chris Brooks and Kyle Fletcher and. Guys, like, yeah, I'm putting you guys over. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, they'll find you on Twitter. I don't know your handles because I don't pay attention to that. You know? How did you find the the English style in comparison to you know? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. They got me. Mm-hmm. They got what I was doing. I every time I go in the ring, I try to fight. That's it. Whether you want to go wrestle, hold for hold, that's fine. But I'm still gonna fight. Mm-hmm. If you want to brawl, even easier, even better. High mm-hmm. fly, that's on you. Maybe I'll do a tope tops. <laughs> you know? Right. But yeah, I, every match I go into, I try to go into as a, as realistic as I can when it comes to professional wrestling. Hmm. You know, I really try to think like, like how am I gonna mess you up if this was a real fight? Hmm. You know, I understand do it within the rules if I'm a baby face or whatever. If sure. I'm a heel, I'm biting you, trying to rip your eye out. You know what I mean? Anything just to get the win. What are your differences then if you're a baby face? Me as a baby face is more fire. It's more not screaming and yelling at the people. I don't like doing that. Mm-hmm. It's just more like grit. My, like Kenta Kobashi. Mm. Grit. He's my actually favorite wrestler of all time. All right. On. So grit in my teeth and never dying. And, and you know what I mean? Instead of me hitting a cool suplex, I'm clotheslining you in the face to try to, you know what I mean? Get you. I think you'd be a, a good baby face. I mean, not having seen you, but just even the confines of AEW, mm-hmm. it's like I think that you'd, you'd get over Thank really you. well as a baby face. Thank you. I just. I also love selling. Uh-huh. That's my thing. Which I, is the secret to a baby face. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I also like it because I like tricking people. That's my like, little devilish side. How do you mean? Well, uh, I was my knee, selling my knee against Cody. That was I, great, yeah. Uh, thank you. I had a bunch of people hitting me up. Hey, man, your knee okay? <laughs> and even some people in the business. So I would write back to them, you know, this to bust their balls. I go, no, I'm fine, Mark. <laughs> I always find if people ask me that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I really tweet it, man. Like, just for my own like personal pleasure. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's the same as far as they can. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing with me with getting them. Like, yeah, I got, yeah, I got you. Hey, are you I gonna buy you. this? Okay, yeah. I'm gonna keep stringing it along. <laughs> yeah. oh, I may need surgery too. Yeah, I don't God know, knows, man. You know? I don't have enough money or health insurance to get the surgery. <laughs> So when you we go back to we're talking about being in England in January, how long was your tour supposed to last for? Uh, three months. I was supposed to go January to March, but when the pandemic hit, I missed like four shows. So what was it like for you being in Europe? Because it's obviously a little bit scary. When like when did you start realizing that it was it was an actual thing? <laughs> when at like four o'clock in the morning, I get a text message uh, from a, from a friend of mine going, "Hey man, you may not be able to get come back home." And I'm like, "What what, what are you talking about?" Then, of course, I'm on my phone going through the news and yeah. finding stuff out. And I'm like, oh, man, this is, this is really serious. And then it, uh, I was like, well, the U.K. shows are still going to run. So if I get stuck here, at least I'll have shows or whatever. Then the show stopped. Yeah. And I went, oh, no. And then it was Trump said, we're not letting nobody into the country. So I spent like about $1,000 to get a flight home, uh, land in Montreal. Trying to get my connecting flight, they go, no, you can't. I said, so, excuse me. Wow. No, you can't. You have to stay a night in Canada. I live in Orlando now. Right. They're like, but we'll fly you to Miami tomorrow. I said, all right, whatever. They mm-hmm. paid for the room, gave me a, a cheap voucher, whatever. I got a steak, so I was good. <laughs> and then uh, we land in Miami, and I'm like, okay, I'll take a bus home. It's not that far. It's like three hours. Not a big deal. It was twelve hours. Because they had all these stops in between. So I looked. For people that were trapped or whatever? Yeah. Wow. So I went, all right, how much money I got from the UK? I'm looking. I said, okay, I got a pretty good penny. Took a $200 Uber home. Mm. I was like, I got to get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. Got home, ate five guys, got a pint of ice cream. (laughs) Got (laughs) medicated, as as people say. And then that was it. I was home. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So how long did you have to get out of the country when Trump said like one day, one wow. day? So I just went on my phone real quick, boom, 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 boom. Did what I had to do. Only good things about phones. Well, that's yeah. Because imagine the the, the the uproar of people trying to get the hell out of the out of the country. Oh, it was crazy. The uh, the airport was nuts, and people were here. This is my thing. I get people getting annoyed. I get it. I get annoyed way too much, and I understand people getting aggravated. But when we're in this situation. You getting all huffy and puffy and pissy at the people working there ain't going to help nobody. You're holding me up, and my flight's like in an hour, so let's just get this moving. I always love that when there's some kind of a uh, like a weather delay or a mechanical delay. Oh, God. And the, the guy's cutting a promo on the lady at the desk, <laughs> and you can tell she's like, I don't give a shit. No, I'll she I'll goes, my, my home is 20 minutes from here. I'll send your bags to Hawaii. Keep this shit up. <laughs> But it's like, why is it that lady's fault? And also, too, when people complain about a mechanical problem, I would much rather find the mechanical problem on the ground than be in the air than up there. Yeah, yeah. you know, be in the air and guy and the guy going ah, and <laughs> the check engine light came. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> Remember that thing that you didn't watch where we said, "Here's how you breathe out of the bag." Yeah, well, falling in thirty seconds. So uh, maybe you should have paid attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> but uh, no, there was one time Joey Janela would even tell you this. We were at a show in Atlanta. And we're coming home from Atlanta to Florida. And uh, a guy committed suicide in the Orlando airport. So, of course, our, our flight got delayed. People were so mad and, and bitching and moaning at the people behind the desk. And I'm like, you know, a guy just right. killed himself. Yeah. You know that, right? Like, this, that's the issue. Yeah. And then for me, I always go back to kids because I'm thinking in my head, these kids, little kids go to Disney. They're having a great time. What if one of those kids saw that guy jump off and mm-hmm. kill himself? Like, that's going to traumatize whoever saw that. Right. But these people are like, I need to get home. And I'm like, God. Damn. I, had, I remember I was flying home from an ECW show. This is like, gosh, 24 years ago. I'll never forget the guy's name. His name was something. Can we do a doctor? There's a doctor. And the guy had a heart attack on the plane and we had to, to land. Yeah. And I remember his name was Everett. For some reason, Everett. And and then the, 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 the ambulances are on the tarmac and. You know, and people aren't complaining, but you can see these guys looking at his watch. We're in St. Yeah. Louis. So it's like, dude, Everett is here having a heart attack. I'll tell you what, if Chris had a heart attack, I'm praying that you land the plane. Yeah. You know? So uh, Don't it, you dare roll your eyes if I'm having a heart attack, because I'll pop right up and give you a good shot before I go. I'll come back from the grave if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I never got that about people. Never got that. And you talk about ECW, real quick. I stopped, watching, I stopped watching wrestling because I was such a Bret Hart fan. Mm. When Bret Hart lost to Shawn Michaels, I was like, I'm done. I'm in, done. Uh, in Anaheim? The WrestleMania 12, Iron yeah. Man match? Yeah. I said, I'm done watching because to me, Bret Hart was a shooter. Right. Came from the dungeon, you know? Yeah. Shawn did all the cool high-flying moves, but I was all about Bret. He was the grappler. Mm-hmm. So when he lost, I was like, I'm done. I was also 13, 14 at the time. <laughs> so I was like done with the kiddie stuff. A friend of mine goes, watch this. Puts on ECW Gangsta's Paradise. I was hooked. Mm. I grew up with guys like New Jack and Raven, Dreamers from Yonkers, all, all that. And then, you know, you had guys like Taz. I was like, oh, I know dudes like this. Yeah. Not that miserable, but I know guys like that. <laughs> no, I'm joking, Taz. <laughs> no, you're, you're true. He'll, yeah, tell, he'll tell you the truth. He'll tell you. Oh, I was miserable, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'll choke you out. Uh, so, yeah, that and then... That's why that night, not kissing your ass, because I don't have to. You know mm. you know your career. We're already here, yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, but when you and Taz were talking about ECW after the show, I, I don't know if you noticed I was there like this. Well, at the, afterwards? Yeah, yeah. after I was leaning in going, yeah, yeah, tell more stories about that. No, that's cool. And it's funny, too. Like, you don't really, it's one of the things I really appreciate about kind of this, I don't know what you, you want to call it, resurgence, career resurgence since 2016. Mm. It's something that I said uh, when I started working with, with, with Kevin Owens. And, and, yeah, that's my uh, man, by the way. That's my boy. Great guy. Yeah, uh, I love him. I love you, Kevo. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, Seth and, and Sammy and uh, Roman and all those guys. Uh, you had to work with Sammy? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I actually liked working with Sammy. I got he in, knows I love him, but. I got into his head. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people don't because of. Uh, I, but no, yeah. that's why I do love him. Right. Because he drives people yeah. nuts, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> 
one time we were putting together a match and it was a one ladder match or something and Claudia was like Sammy uh Rami can I say something and Rami goes no and Kiyosaki, <laughs> it keeps going yeah and Claudio like we were talking about uh, Cesaro he, he literally <laughs> steam coming out of his ears I used to live with with Cesaro <laughs> really in Pennsylvania and let me tell you something about that guy he's like a big dumb dog oh yeah he really is <laughs> so I'm playing around with him joking around like give him like a little dead arm to the arm he decides to hit me back I said what do you I fall to the floor yeah because he hits me so hard. And I go, what are you, bro, we're playing around. Oh, whatever, King. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm on, this hurts. I have a bruise on my arm now because of you. We were in uh, China and uh, uh, like in Shanghai. And there's a ping pong table in the middle of the dressing room. <laughs> and of course, you know, I, I you and me play ping pong for 30 seconds and we get bored. There's a massive game between Claudio and Neville Pack. Of course. And these two guys look like fucking Forrest Gump. Oh, back of me up. And they would not, and they went for like half an hour. And then finally, of course, Claudio, because he's the ultimate athlete, won. Yeah. But, but Ben was so angry. And I was like, who in the hell, only in this business, can we come to China hungover, jet lagged? Yep. And we got the Swiss versus the Englishman from Newcastle, which yep. is from Northern England, super miserable, having this amazing <laughs> ping pong tournament yep. in the back room. Yeah, he actually, uh, Pac uh, lived with me. Claudio and Chris Hero at a time. Wow. For like two, three months, I think, or something. So, yeah, like, I know them very well. And, like, where was that? In, uh, in Pennsylvania, middle wow. of nowhere, fucking Pennsylvania. Thank God I got out of there. Jesus Christ. Was it like, uh, I think back to the days when I lived with guys in Smoky Mountain with, like, you know, New Jack would come over and crash the place, but you'd be <laughs> hanging there with. This guy and that guy flop us, but it, you, that crew doesn't seem as crazy though. Because I know, no, that I was not. Claudio don't drink. I was, I was the crazy one. <laughs> yeah. I would come home, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then of course Claudio would be like, "Are you hungover?" Screaming in my ear, I'd be like, "Yo, if you weren't so big <laughs> and so lovable, I would punch you right in the face." So total physical specimen. Oh right? God, I hate him so much. Every time he puts up a picture of him online, I just write. He never responds, by the way. But I write, "Grow up." We get it. We get it. Yeah, okay? we know. We know. But my point was working with those types of guys, mm-hmm. and then and then you realize that these are guys that were eh, influenced. But let's use the word influenced by what I did and, and the companies that I was in. Yeah. But then also being able to learn from those guys as well. Yeah. That gave me a whole new perspective as 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 a wrestler and as a performer. To where, you know, a lot of older guys would be like, ah, you know, that's yeah, no. stupid. I never thought that way. No. You know, and you have to keep your mind open and, and continue to learn. That's how you stay relevant. Yeah, and you know, all do you know all due respect to you with that because. Uh, especially in the situation you're in now, mm. a lot of the old school guys do not enjoy Orange Cassidy at all. Exactly. At all. Like, I've seen old school guys, and no, I'm not talking about Cornette, other guys. <laughs> other guys wish death on it on the, on him. And I trained with Orange Cassidy. He trained at Chicago. The Philly guy. Right? Yeah. yeah, fire ants, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. Kayfabe, Chris. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I didn't say who it was. Leap that out. Uh, <laughs> I like the I like the fire from Chikara. What's your yeah, point? Who doesn't? Yeah, I don't. No, ah, uh, but yeah. So just you know, it's it's just crazy. Like let the kid go. But to me, the, it's like when you first came out. Like the idea of wrestling is to be different and get over. Yes. If you can do that, you'll make money. And listen, is it a six foot eight muscle guy? We went through that phase. Uh, yeah. You know, is it a five foot six guy with a mask? We went through that phase. When I first came in here, I had a big uh, issue or, or uh, problem with Marco Stunt, Orange <laughs> Cassidy. Um, there's another one, too. I can't remember who it is right now. Oh, Chucky Taylor. Chuck, look at these guys. Uh, well, look, Chuck Taylor, I get why. He looks <laughs> like shit. But you get, smells like shit. Well, you know, it's a horrible person. No, I'm joking, no, no. Chuck. Go ahead. But, but, you, but you get in there and work with them. Like, this guy is good. Yeah. You know, so instead of, you know, Rey Mysterio and Bobby Eaton and... I don't know what Orange Cassidy would even be related to, you know, some whatever other character there is. <laughs> you now have Marco, who's a smaller guy. Yep. You have Chuck, who doesn't have the, the, the best physique, but is a great wrestler. Yeah. He and reminds me about uh, Bobby Eaton. Not of Bobby, but in that Same style. Yeah. And then you got Orange, who's completely carved out this whole new character for himself. <sighs> as soon as I actually pulled my head out of my ass and went, holy shit, this guy is over. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Let's do something with this, you know? Well, it's about making, at the end of the day, this is a business. Yeah. If you see that you can make money with somebody, why not? Mm-hmm. Especially with your name, mm-hmm. that you can bring credibility to the kid now. Right. right why right. not? Right. You know what I mean? It just makes sense because then you look like a darling for working with the kid. Mm-hmm. He gets better because he gets the rub. 
AEW gets better altogether. So this helps everybody. Sure it does, yeah. Why not? Why not? And look, you, I understand why the old school guys. Hey, uh, hey sorry. Guest uh, Tony. Oh, wow. Look who it is. <laughs> Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So we just got some uh, direction from Tony, and Bill Watts' his name was brought up. I've never heard of Tony. Who's that guy? No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TK, T- as Tony. I know him. <laughs> My personal uh, friend, TK. I was waiting in line for three hours to talk to him. I went in there. You were sitting down there. Just eating, sitting down, bullshitting. Eating the steak. He was and- talking about, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Chris would, uh, the time I wasn't signed yet, you would come up to me and go, hey, man, you just here for catering? And I go, yeah, brother, times are rough. I got to get something free. <laughs> I said, take it to go bag and we'll yeah, see you in three yeah. weeks. So Bill Watts, we're talking about him. Uh, that's probably one of the guys that, like, I wish I learned from. Because when I watch the TV, I go, that's, that's the way he's supposed to be. Heels up. Mm. Get the people interested for next week to see Duggan or DiBiase or JYD get, get their revenge. You know what I mean? To me... My personal two favorite bookers, or whatever you want to call them, were Bill Watts and Paul Heyman, because I just they drew me in. So you know where I mean? were you able to watch Bill Watts? Tape trading, brother. Okay, because so, I was able to watch him in '87, weirdly up in Canada. So, ah, so you were getting those tapes and just watching them? Yeah, because I knew ten Eddie, years later. Yeah, because I knew Eddie Gilbert was there. Right, right. right. I knew about the Russian flag mm-hmm. that they put it uh, over Watts, and everyone went nuts. And I was like, I got to see this. What's the big deal? There were some great angles. Oh, back my then. God. And the people were foaming at the mm-hmm. mouth. I was like, oh, this is. Terry Taylor and Chris Adams. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. And then when DiBiase turned on JYD, <laughs> I was like, and that's why he had the glove on the whole time, all that stuff, you know. And then ECW with uh, everything Raven did with, uh, I hate putting him over. But no, I'm joking. Hey, yeah, hey, that's hey, why. punches aren't good. Yeah, that's why. I don't know. He's... <laughs> no, no, no. Scotty's awesome. Scotty, yeah. But uh, him and Dreamer, him and Sandman, him and Stevie Richards, him and Funk, those stories, Taz and Sabu and the Dudleys, all those stories, like, that's what got me with ECW. Shane Douglas with, uh, with the Pitbulls, where he almost started a riot because he grabbed this halo, and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, Dreamer doing his best. Uh, people ask me, who do I pick from, like, selling-wise? It's Dreamer and Bret Hart. Who I, I saw the Dreamer. That might have even been why I used the catering line, because that's what Tommy would always say. Yeah. I'm just eating and catering and just doing my job of having catering and doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. That, that, a little bit of that, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was he was so good because he could sell. Yeah. And Brett, great point, too. Yeah. Oh, God, the way Brett would sell. I try to steal things, and I'm like, well, I can't do that, but let me see how they mm-hmm. did it. Same thing with Kenta Kabashi and Kawada. The way they would sell. I'm like, this is amazing. You can tell that you have a real big wrestling palette, so to speak, all those guys you just mentioned. Yeah, I try. I, yeah. I really do try because, again, it's all about love. It's all about love for this, you know? And, like, after my match with Cody, I'm talking to Arn. I was asking you. I was asking Taz. I was asking Jim Ross. Like, give me something. I want to learn. And uh, Jerry Lynn gave me the best advice I ever got. Not advice, but something he said to me is still stuck to me. He said, Eddie, I don't know nothing, and I've been in this business X amount of years. And I said to myself, if Jerry Lynn can say that he doesn't know anything and he's always learning, who the f*** am I to say I know anything? So that's what always kept me wanting more and learning more and just trying to be better, trying to be a better professional wrestler, trying to be a better performer. Like, I want things to work. It's not just about me. I want things to work. I want to be part of something and make it work. Well. And, and now, as we as we start to wind down here, you are part of something. It yeah. seems like kind of is this your first kind of national contract? Well, you you can uh, you can say Impact was right at the time because they were with Pop TV, I think. Sure, at the time. okay, gotcha. So yeah, but this is the first place where I feel comfortable mm-hmm. being myself, 
That's why I told you it's weird. That's why I'm always looking at people like, okay. It takes a while to get over that. Yeah, I'm like, they're yeah. laughing at my joke, but are they going to run and tell Tony yeah. that I made this maybe inappropriate joke? Next thing you know, it, I'm done. And we and we don't do that here. Even Cody and I have discussed it. Any, any little elements of snaky, snaky is yeah, it's, business. Yeah, it's all out. We're, we're stepping on it. We don't want any of that. If you have a problem, let's work it out. Yeah, my, my thing too is I never understood. We're all supposed to be grown men. I never understood the behind the back thing. Mm-hmm. If you have a problem with me, let's talk about it. If we can't talk about it, then let's go outside. Well, especially if we're on a team together. Yes. You know? Yeah. If we were on a football team and I don't like the way you kick or the way you throw me the, the, the snap me the ball, I'm like, hey, dude, can you slow down and yeah. speed up? And only in wrestling do, will everyone else know that you don't have a, a good punch except for you. Right? <laughs> it's the guy. Look at that guy's punch. Ha 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 yeah, how was that punch? Was it? Oh, it's great. Oh, that punch was, bro, oh, it was great. Better than Garvin. Better than Garvin. Yeah, <laughs> better than Garvin. That's just, just that's yeah. And like, it, it's good that that culture at AEW is being stomped out. Right. And uh, again, the real reason why I signed here was my mother. She goes, "You won't be happy at WWF." Or tell us about that. Why would she say that? Because she just knows me. She knows that I wouldn't be able to bite my tongue. As a coach? As or a even coach. as a wrestler? Or even as a wrestler, yeah. Oh. Like, for instance, I walked in, me being me, I misread the email on my tryout. So I had to go get my physical off-site. Got it off-site, came in. I'm not going to say what coach, but one of the coaches go, oh, Eddie, it's nice for you to join us. I looked at him, I went, come on, you know where the f*** I was. <laughs> and I just went, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I shouldn't have said it. It just came out of me right away. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like, that would have been it, too, plus... Uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to give negative people my energy, and I'm not knocking the guys they have in NXT because I know a lot of them, and I appreciate a lot of them, and, and I've helped some and wrestled all of them. But there's also some there that are just negative for me, and I can't be around that. Mm. I'm done being around negative because when I get negative, Chris, and it's not that I'm a tough guy. It's just that I do what I have to do to get this anger out of me. Mm-hmm. So if that means I got to punch somebody, that means I got to get drunk and fight somebody, I'll do it. But I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. No more. I'm 38 years old. I don't want to mm-hmm. be that 38-year-old in a bar with a bunch of college kids headbutting them like, <laughs> and them not knowing why. You right. know what I mean? So no, it's the, neg- the negativity that I would have got there, I think, my mother was like, it's not worth it. Well, it seems to, it's quite transparent that, that's a big the, word, brother. I know. I actually had to think about that for a second. GED, folks. The fact that you had, you know, you got this call after you're on TV here, and now it's not to be a coach, now it's to do other things. I'm yeah. assuming wrestling. You have to know. It's like, guys, come on. I, I smiled and went, come on. But then in my head, I went, be a businessman. Right, of course. You know what I mean? No, I could have been, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, all right, whoever offers first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then they offered AEW offered, but the AEW offer was like legit right there in Here front of me. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm a mama's boy, as you mm. probably could tell. And my mother put it the best. You wouldn't be happy there. I said, well, Ma, you just made my decision for me. And that and, was it. And now that you're here, last few questions, what's your kind of goal in, in AEW? Be the top guy. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know what I mean? But doing it right. Like, I'm not going to go to Tony and talk shit about you. You know what I mean? Or, no, no. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, for yeah. real. I'm not going to go to right. the after party and go, Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah. Uh, Mox, blah, 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 blah. I should do this, or Tony, 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 Coney, blah, blah, or Young Bucks, or Kenny, or whoever. I want to earn it. I want my goal is to be the highest rated segment on the show every week, no matter what it is. I thought it was great to put you with, you're now with Butcher and Blade. Butcher and Blade, Lucha, and Lucha the Lucha Brothers, and I've known them for years. Yeah. Been on the road with them, especially Butcher and Blade. And Penta and Phoenix, I used to see them four times a month, four or five times a month at shows. You know what I mean? To the point where I have a little rapport with them where I call Pentagon my best friend. And he goes, oh, how, how about my brother? I go, ah, shit. I go, <laughs> Pentagon, tell, you tell great story. Your brother, spot monkey. <laughs> <laughs> shits. Yeah, shits. And they're like, ah, oh, fuck you, Eddie. You know, it's just a good rapport. What was the mindset in putting you guys, putting you with those guys? Uh, they. Tony idea? Tony idea. Yeah. Tony goes, hey, what do you think of this? I go, are you going to pay me? He goes, ah. And I go, whatever you want to do, I'll make it work. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And my, like I said, now my goal is to be the highest rated thing. But now that I have Butcher, Blade, Penta, and Phoenix with me, I want to make them with me. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do this together. Let's be the highest rated thing together. Mm-hmm. Let's get the people, whatever, trending. I don't even know what that means, but yeah, let's trend. Let's trend, baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and it's it's and it's not to knock anybody, but I feel like hopefully that inspires other guys, and then they want to be the top, and then we're just again healthy competition with each other once again you've been doing this for a long time or you're not taking it for granted the fact that you're in this position no i can't i can't do that because man i was broke like a month or two ago Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and now that i'm not it's like okay but i'm not gonna look at a gift horse in the mouth and just rest on okay i got the contract so that's just the beginning yeah to me the day i signed it i went oh now it's on yeah now it's a new chapter and let's get money man but when i say let's get money i mean Let's draw money yeah. to AEW. Isn't that the point of what we're doing is to bring people in, even though there's no crowd, but, well, there's a crowd tonight, oh, I think. Yeah, but There's people watching, though, and we need the yeah. ratings and advertisers and, and, yeah. and just the buzz, continue the buzz. And that's the point, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of, and I don't think anybody here, but just a lot of young guys in general don't think like that. Yeah. And I didn't either until I had the old school guys go, no, no, Eddie, go this way. Trust us. We've been there. Tracy was one of them. Homicide. Loki. Go go over here. Dreamer. You know what I mean? So I got lucky to meet a lot of good guys. I, I met some assholes, and they know they're assholes because I called them that. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? I met some women that were not very nice either. Was, you know, but I called them things. They called me things, and that's it. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, life goes on, and all I really want to do. I talk all this stuff about money and drawing people. And all honesty, Chris, the thing I want to do the most is make my nephew and my niece proud. Mm. That's honestly, I, you could take me off tomorrow. My niece and my nephew can go on the TNT app. TNT, you hear me? I'm putting you over. <laughs> or whatever, YouTube, and go, that's my uncle. Mm. I'm good. Yeah. You can take me now. I'm good. Last question for you. What's your favorite match that you've ever had? The one that's None. Up? None? None. I, I, every match I can do better. Every match I can do better. Man, I go back and watch some of them, and I go, oh, you fat shit. Or, oh, what were you thinking there? That made no sense. None. None. I can tell you my, I can tell you my favorite old Japan match. Which is it? I got Kenta Kobashi versus uh, Masawa. Which one? June 11th, 1999 or 98? From Budokan? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you already know. Well, it's, it's hard to say because those guys, every match they had was great, especially oh, at that time frame. Yeah. Well, everyone knows who t- follows me on Twitter. I don't know my Twitter handle, so if you're going to put that over, that's a, you got to find <laughs> we'll a different. We'll figure it out. We I just, all I know is Eddie Kingston 81 on Instagram. That's yeah. all I know. But oh, uh, Mad King 81, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there it is. Gotcha. I forget. But uh, yeah, All Japan was, uh, so for me, the inspirations were, of course, WWF, NWA, but And as I got older, it was ECW and All Japan. I didn't want to go anywhere but All Japan when I broke in. And did you and did you ever get to go? Did no, you, I went to Osaka Pro. Osaka Pro. Yeah. yeah. But let me tell you something. Hey, All Japan, I'm on TV now when this pandemic ends. <laughs> That's me trying to play the game as best I can. That and me calling out Jun Akiyama on Twitter. I don't know. Yeah. Again, I don't but know. You how don't it works. even know if you hit the right uh, Twitter address. Oh no, 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 because there's no blue check. I think mark. I think you called her Jane Akiyama. She's Jane, really pissed yeah. off at you. Jane, she, Jane, in, hit me up. She's in Denver. She's waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, waiting, waiting to kick my ass. <laughs> well, dude, it's great having you here, man. And like I Thank said, you, it's man. great to get to know you. And uh, we got a lot more. To oh come. yeah, we got a lot more time to go for me to bust your balls, you to bust my balls, and then make fun. Why of don't Santa you suck my t- pause? Pause. There it is. <laughs> 